for all things crime and psychology, and I have a PhD in transpersonal counseling, so I love research and I like to do deep dives into cases. I recently did a three-part series on the disappearance of Madeline McCann. I promise you, this is coverage that you haven't heard anywhere else. I also do cases that are lesser known, such as the case of Keith Warren, who in 1986 was found hanging from a tree in Silver Spring, Maryland. His death was classified as a suicide but things don't add up in the case. Keith was found wearing clothes that weren't his. The 911 caller said that someone had committed suicide in her boyfriend's basement. And when emergency services arrived, the body was in the woods and not in the basement. Keith's mother, Mary, would receive a manila envelope that would call the suicide conclusion by police into question. There were copies of police photos and a note that predicted the death of Keith's friend, Mark Finley. Mark Finley calls Mary to unburden himself but he would never get the chance. Before he gets a chance to meet up with Mary, he is killed in a freak accident, though some believe it was murder. 2020 is a strange year, and it is comforting to have a favorite podcast to keep you company. I would love to be that podcast. Subscribe to Riddle Me That True Crime on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever you get your podcasts. Warning, the following podcast contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to the jury room, where we dissect some of the most heinous, some of the most unthinkable, and some of the most monstrous crimes to ever scar the earth. From cannibalistic serial killers to decades-old unsolved mysteries, these stories are sinister enough to keep you up at night. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of the Jury Room Podcast Aftermath. This episode, we're visiting the Heaven's Gate cult yet again, and I am excited to announce that I am joined by one half of the Crime Time Nerds. Say hi, Nat. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you doing? Good, good. It's been a while. We haven't, uh, we did our uh, England case a few months ago. Oh, um, yeah. And Sharon that was a. Uh, Right, the Sharon Harper case, which was a a fantastic episode, and I'm glad we got to work together on that. Yeah, we had a good time. I'm I'm glad to uh, be revisiting and coming to hang out again. It's always fun absolutely, over here. and thanks for joining me for what is probably one of the weirdest cults out there in the Heaven's Gate and the, their uh, philosophies. I guess before we get started and uh, introducing you, uh, I just want I have a couple of announcements for my listeners. Uh, so I wanted to thank everybody. Uh, we just crossed over 27,000 downloads. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Without you guys, I'm literally this podcast is nothing. So I appreciate each and every one of you guys that share with your friends, your family across the entire world. Uh, I don't know how many countries it is yet. I haven't done the math, but I know it's up there. It's got to be close to pretty much 100 different countries. Um, so I'm really excited about that, and I'm really happy that uh, that I've gained that that many followers and listeners. So thank you, uh, really. And if you guys ever want to reach out and say hi, definitely reach out, juryroompodcast at gmail.com. I want to give a couple of shout outs while we're here and discussing it. 
I have a fan of mine in uh, England. He's reached out to me a couple of times, and I wanted to give a huge shout out uh, to Tommy Riley in England. Uh, thanks so much for reaching out this week and letting me know your thoughts on the Heaven's Gate episode. Definitely an interesting cult, and so thanks for listening, and I appreciate you. And then I also wanted to give a huge shout out to the Film Rage crew. Um, they hit 100 episodes this week. Um, Jim's a huge supporter of the show. And so make sure you guys go and give them a listen and, uh, congratulations guys. That's a huge feat. And, uh, hopefully you guys continue more success down the road. Other than that, um, the jury room podcast is doing well and I appreciate everybody who listens and supports it. Thank you. With that being said, Nat, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and your podcast and what you guys are about? Thanks. Um, so I am Nat uh, from Crime Time Nerds. We are a true crime podcast, but we focus mostly on cold cases, uh, specifically from up in New England area. And we tend to do um, uh, we tend to do unsolved and um, Jane and John Doe cases a lot. So we tend to have a heavy focus on the Vermont area, which is where me and my um, my co-host and I are both from. Uh, my co-host Ash, who is my sister-in-law. We started this out of a love of true crime and our home state and realized that we had a lot of unsolved cases up here. So that's kind of how we got going. And, you know, we hope to continue doing this for a while longer. So we've been having a great time with it. Any specific cases that you want to kind of clue people in on that you're working on or upcoming episodes? Sure. So we're on break right now um, and getting ready for our season two premiere. We um, recently just concluded with a case on Doris Baker, which was an unsolved, is currently still an unsolved case from Vermont from 1957, actually. And I've grown up here most of my life and did not know about this case. It's still unsolved. And I knew the area, knew the building it happened in. And so that's probably, that was our season finale. It came out about two weeks ago. And um, that's an episode we're really proud of and, and really want to help promote, especially because the case is unsolved. And then we have some exciting stuff coming down the line for season two. We're going to be doing a focus on a fairly known serial killer, but it has some ties to Vermont. I won't say what, but if you're interested, come join us in October for season two's premiere on that. And where can they find you at? Oh, yes. Um, You can find us on pretty much every podcast provider out there, um, Apple iTunes, all of that, or Apple podcast. Uh, <laughs> what are we now? Um, Apple pod. You can find us on Apple podcast, um, cast box, all of the above Spotify. So wherever, wherever you listen to your podcasts. What about social medias? Oh yeah, we have those. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a love hate um, relationship. It's a, it's a love hate. Um, you could absolutely, we'd love to hear from folks. So feel free to hit us up. If you uh, take a listen and end up wanting to chat a little, we love to talk cases and such you can find us at twitter which is at crime time nerds and we also have a gmail you can always reach out to us there at crime time nerds at gmail.com and then we do have a facebook group which is also crime time nerds <laughs> it's a lot of crime time nerds in it but uh ash and i both are available on those so you can always chat with us there well awesome i'm excited to have you on you've definitely have been around since the beginning for my you know for this podcast so 
Um, I appreciate all your support and, and knowledge and, and help over the course of the months. I, I, it's hard to believe, but we're already coming up on a year. I know. And we started out together. <laughs> it's been... Uh, it's been a, it's crazy because it's just flying by, man. And we're this year is flying by. Twenty twenty, we just pretend like that didn't happen, except yeah, for the I podcast didn't. started. So, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. So, what are your initial thoughts on Heaven's Gate? What do you know? Ooh. What's your? Uh, it's definitely a big old oof, right? It's not an oof. You know, it's funny when we were talking about this uh, a couple days ago. We were talking about doing the aftermath and my initial reaction was oof that's such a rough case um your episode on it was fantastic by the way I really enjoyed that it was it's been a long time since I revisited this case like you think you know it and then there's layers to this case I was maybe 12 or 13 when this happened and I'd forgotten a lot about it you forget how and some of it you probably don't understand at that age of what's going on but this was my first introduction into what a cult was. I remember when it happened, all of the conversations around the comet, I didn't really understand when I was a kid what that meant, what the, what the deal with the comet was until as an adult, I understood that that was part of the, the belief that they had had. But, um, you know, they had made it part of their doctrine, doctrine, doctrinization, if I can say that, um, indoctrinization. And it's interesting in the fact that as a child, I think, thought that I understood I didn't really understand what they had done but I thought I understood the idea of a cult but as an adult you go back and revisit this and you realize that there's so much more to this than just they joined a cult and bad things happened you know you kind of just go they're crazy but as a kid but as an adult you're like no there's layers well right and I mean even so even as an adult it's still uh you can still have the opinion of of being crazy but there's you know like you said there's different definitely different layers and before we get any deeper into this I do want to put a uh something out there that if you're religious and you have religious beliefs that more power to you um that's not anybody's business to tell you otherwise you're allowed to believe in whatever the hell you want to just don't have a fucking cult that's it i mean (laughs) like let's let's be real right so that's what truly gets me i guess over the years and especially the older i get and the deeper i get into the true crime world i guess is is like how these people because it's the same level of manipulation that a serial killer has right so like they're able to trick people they're able to convince people they're able to create this facade around them like they're mm-hmm. this great and all being when the reality of it is is that they don't have good intentions and they're you know they're really out for themselves and you know especially with heaven's gate you know everybody had to give up their worldly possessions except for one guy who brought a couple hundred thousand dollars to the table and it's like, well, of course, not you, everybody else, but not right. you because we need your money. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's just, it's fascinating that cult leaders can amass such a following to the point of being a cult yeah. and have so many people just blindly follow them. It's a, it's heavy the way that they were able to do it. It really is because with these two specifically too, they, they have a lot of those traits of almost sociopathy. Like they're narcissists straight up right from the oh, beginning. Oh, 100%. These two just fed into each other's 
crazy. And, you know, they were obviously mentally disturbed. I, I can genuinely say that with these two, they had mental, I think, feel that they had a lot of mental instability going on. And I think that they both did. And then they were both just feeding into it and building each other up. And they were feeding that narcissistic behavior. They were like, you're amazing. You're amazing. Let's start a cult. And then this is what happens. They started taking advantage of people. I think they, by the end, they absolutely believed their own lies. Oh, 100%. And the problem with their, with their indoctrination, right. Was like, they, they were vessels and nothing, Mm -hmm. you know, and especially those two, nothing could hurt them or harm them. And then she gets cancer and dies. Right. And then it's like, everybody's like kind of sitting around, like waiting for the big reveal. Right. Like, oh, her vessel's gone. Right. So what is she, you know, what are, what's going to happen now? And then it's like, no, fuckers, like they're, she died. Like yeah. there's nothing else that's going to gonna happen. She died. And like, yeah, but, but, you know, piggybacking off of that too, one of the things that I caught on that that I found fascinating, and this is typical cult behavior, they change the, the narrative. So she dies and their whole facade is like shot to hell at this point because she's gone and the ves- her vessel, is st- her body is still here. She didn't go in a spaceship. She didn't go anywhere. So then it became about your soul can travel. Your soul travels, not your not your body. And it's so heartbreaking because the people were so in at that point that they didn't take a second and go, wait, that doesn't make sense. Why is it changing? Instead, he just flies with it. And he's like, no, 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 we were wrong. This is what it is. And like typical cult behavior, they they just change the narrative. It's like, oh, okay, this is it now. And it just grows from that. And it's really sad because you can't, how do you argue with that? How do you bring reason against that? If the narrative is just going to adapt and change and pull that whatever pieces it needs to in to fuel it, you can't ever dissuade people from that. Because it's fake. Right. And, the you know, and the part of the the crazy part, especially with this one, is is they had, you know, educated, well-educated people within society, you know, lawyers, doctors, you know, people mm-hmm. who, you know, had an education, who were worldly of, you know, knowledge, and but yet still chose to right. follow them. I think the most we were talking earlier, we were looking through, we found out their website still existed. So we were looking at that. Which by the way, for, for, if you go back, right, like back, if you've been around since the internet really started getting popular, that was their, their, uh, their website for the time was, you know, it was impressive. Right. Like by today's standards, it's garbage, but by, But by the 90s standards, it was amazing. Oh, yeah. The fact that they had it coded so that they could do colors in there, the background, like that is not even, I mean, nowadays we can do it with, you know, custom, custom style sheets. It's not a big deal. But back then it was a lot harder. Everything was HTML. Everything was very hard coded. So when I was looking at it, I'm a techie. So I was just like, oh, wow, for 97, this is an advanced website. No wonder. So it helped with the facade. They had all of these people that they had pulled in that made a lot of money who were well-established, who were maybe educated, like we said earlier. And it showed with their website even that they had people who were in computer industry doing stuff for them. They were having anyone and anyone. They were appealing to anyone and everyone, which is Absolutely. very crazy. 
Right. And they just, you know, and they even got to the point where they literally all were dressing the same. Uh, the, the, we, you know, the uh, exit videos before the mass suicide, you know, they all look the same. They're all short hair, you know, very basic plain clothes, you know, but for some reason they're smiling, even though they know what's coming. I think the exit videos, if you can watch them, watch them. They were, they were, they were hard to watch because there's that moment of realizing like these people are gone. These people didn't, they, this is what, this is their last words really before they did what they did. And it's just heartbreaking because on some of their faces, you can almost see the doubt. Like you can almost see it. There was one woman, I didn't catch her name, but um, she was like about, I think about 14 minutes into the, the documentary we were watching. And she's talking about how she's happy, but her face does not look happy, like at all. You can just feel this like sense of like she, she and she specifically called out that you might have doubts and but you know that's this other thing and, and you could tell that this woman had absolutely been struggling with what was going to happen that she wasn't bought in i think it was that sense of what the what if this isn't real like right. what I if think there was a part right like that that is this real like have i just wasted because a lot of these people that's what's crazy about this too is the people that now, I don't know about all of them, but a lot of the people were around from the beginning. Yeah. They're talking about being original. there for 20, 30 years. That's all they ever knew by that point. I don't think they could think for themselves by that end. And so one thing I thought stood out, which I found really interesting, and this is just like a a note, a kind of a, something that stood out to me, but I noticed that all of them had no gender identity. They were very like... Uh, not even masculine or feminine. It was just androgynous across the board, really. And I thought that was very interesting because they had lost even their own identity of gender, which I thought was like almost like something you don't usually see within a cult. Like they still have a, a gender identity a lot of times, but this had gotten to the point where it wasn't even, their vessels were literally just that. It was not even about sexuality or gender or anything. And it kind of leads up to the point that I think nine of the men decided to get castrated it was all kind of tying into that that they anything that made you human was just to be negated whether it was sexual identity or gender or what have you that was not to be a thing to have and it, which which as a as a guy i'm like oof. i could never see myself getting to the point where i'm gonna cut my own balls off I like mean, that's, that's just deep. That's uh, that's exactly what it is. It's deep, man. That's fucking, it's that's you know, and you're in deep. And even when the mass suicide happened, right? You know, the the medical personnel and the people who came to take the bodies away <sighs> thought they had all men. Yeah, but they didn't because, even realize that they had females involved because they had no identity by that point. They literally, the way this cult did is it didn't just take their money. It didn't just take their personalities it took like everything it took everything human about them that's like a whole different theft that you don't often see it wasn't it was like they weren't, weren't satisfied to just have their money or just have their loyalty they had to take everything from them and and then their lives which almost by that point seems like the part that was like the most forgotten about it like you know it's it's the the afterthought of it really is that where you're like yeah and then they took their lives but before that, they took everything else. These people didn't have much left in themselves. I don't think they even knew how to be 
individuals by the end any of them right which and that makes which makes this cult stand out in itself because once all the stories you know of like jonestowns and such started coming out yeah. and, and other cults coming out people still had their identities but yeah. like you said this one they literally had everything stripped from them yeah their names because they all had new names the names were weird too because i serati uh, yeah, it was, was ODY, right? Yeah, which and is, it, which is insane to me because it's almost just like a, you are, and of course it that didn't happen overnight, but no. it happened over the course of years, of being like, yeah, you're you're indoctrinated with our, you know, what I mean, our garbage. That's really yeah. what it was. It, it's yeah. garbage. Absolutely, it was like, oh well, you don't have you don't have a name, you don't have an identity anymore. You're not a person. You are just a, you're just an object. And it's really sad because that's the thing they were preaching against. And yet that's the thing that they turned these people into. Right. 100%. So what we, we were able to queue up some of these, this, I guess, exit, not necessarily the exit video, but the uh, video of um, the cult leader Doe, I think is what his name was. Doe, um, yeah. And some of the things that he was spewing through his uh through his media presence like if anybody's religious obviously religion is based part into the cult uh which he talks a lot about you know jesus and and him just being another vessel mm. um but yeah so we'll, why don't we go ahead and listen to some of this and then we'll uh comment on it those who are trying to prepare themselves for entry into the evolutionary level above human, synonymous with the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. We're going to talk to you about the most urgent thing that is on our mind and what we suspect is the most urgent thing on the minds of those who will connect with us. We'll title this tape uh, planet Earth about to be recycled. Your only chance. Planet Earth about to be recycled. And he, his eyes, like mm -hmm. watching the video is like, he just looks fucking crazy. Yeah, he's lost it at that point. I think that he had always been struggling with his own mental health for most of his life. And I think by this point, he's fully gone. He just completely is bought into the Messiah complex that he is going to give these people a gift. He is giving the world this gift. He is a gift. And when I feel like he bought into his own crazy, like he bought into his own juice there. 100%. To evacuate is to leave with us. Planet Earth about to be recycled. Your only chance to survive or evacuate is to leave with us. Now, that's pretty major statement, pretty bold in terms of religion, in terms of anybody's intelligent thinking to most people who would consider themselves intelligent beings that say, well, that's, that's absurd. What's all this doomsday stuff? What's all this prophetic stuff? 
You know, intelligent human beings should realize that everything has their cycle. They have their season. They have their beginning. They have their end. They have cycles. We're not saying that planet Earth is coming to an end. We're saying that planet Earth is about to be refurbished, spaded under, and have another chance to serve as a garden for another human civilization. And that's it right there. It's that doomsday. It's that, oh, we're not saying that it's going to end. We're just saying that something's going to happen. Yeah, they played into people's fear. And that, you know, but, and that was prevalent, you know, back before uh, the world was as connected as it is today, right? Like you could, you, you know, it took a lot longer for the truth to get to somebody than it did a lie, you know? And so they were able to cultivate this kind of group mentality. Well, and the thing to remember too is, is they, they were starting what, 75, 77? Somewhere right around the same time as Jonestown. Yeah. And so they're like coming after kind of some really big events here. We've got um, the 60s. We've got civil rights movement, which was changing the world of America. We've got the Vietnam War. Vietnam. Yep. That's, I mean, that was life world changing for many people. It was affecting right. everybody. So you had, you also had that with a, um, with the sixties, you got the spiritual awakening that was going on with a lot of people, a lot free of drugs, love. free love. Like it was thought processes were changing. The society was changing. They played on those fears that people had about all of that change. It's like that perfect culmination, that perfect storm, people's fears change and all of these things together that they fed into that. And they went, wait a minute, this is something we can take. And this is something we can twist and manipulate and that's how they got people to to buy into it and nobody like you said nobody had internet to be able to fact check anything fake news it was fake news (laughs) i mean it's crazy how they they didn't see out of like they didn't think out of that like they didn't i don't know how to explain it more than that but like they didn't see that there could be so much more than just that that doom and gloom they they played into that and just really seeded this those doubts for people and it was like they picked people who already had those fears to begin with and just played them up even more now the reason this is such an interesting time is not only because we're on the threshold of the end of this civilization because it's about to be recycled but because of where that finds us where that finds you where that finds those who would judge us, how we would speak of them and how they would speak of us. Now you say, you keep saying us, who do you think you are? Well, I, in all honesty, must acknowledge my father. My father is not a human father. My father is a member of the evolutionary level above human, the kingdom of God. The king- So right there, you know, that tells you everything that he, yeah. he's got that, that God-like complex, you know, mm-hmm. I'm the son of God. Oh, absolutely. My father, capital F, like right. I am a God's gift to humanity. I'm going to save you all. He's definitely got that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oof. And then, and the way he presents it is so what's charming in a way. It's like, oh, I'm this lovely human. I'm so gentle and sweet and kind, and I'm here to help you. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, no, that's not what this intention <laughs> is at all. Right. Kingdom of heaven. My father gave me long before this civilization gave me birth into that kingdom level above human, that kingdom of heaven, that kingdom of God. Now you can say, well, I can't believe that. Well, it's up to you whether you believe that or not. That's not important to me, even though I wish that you could believe it for your sake. For those who do believe it stand a possibility of a future beyond this recycling time. Now you say, well, according to religious literature, I thought there was someone else that was going to come and be our savior here at these end days, that that was going to be Christ's return. Well, the name Christ might be a little confusing, or the name Jesus, because the name Jesus, of course, of course was the name given to the body that that mind that was indeed from the kingdom of heaven came and that mind was here 2,000 years ago, and that mind came for the express purpose of teaching humans how they could be saved, how they would not be plowed under at the end of the age. Well, we're at the end of the age. So See, so to him and to his beliefs, uh, Christ isn't even, you know, the Savior. Mm -hmm. I noticed that he very much dismisses the idea of Jesus. It's almost like... Yeah, he's just another person. He's a vessel. He's not dismissive, very dismissive of him, even though. And then I love the the twist he does on that. It's like, well, you can doubt this. You can you can disbelieve in this, but I hope you don't. And that's that kind of thing that people like him who start cults, these cult leaders do. It's that little dagger that like, I want you to believe in everything I'm telling you. And this is genuine and from my heart. But if you don't, you're wrong. Like, right, it's that passive aggressiveness. Mm -hmm. So the one or the mind that was in Jesus, what? That mind is in me? You'll have to decide that for yourself. I must admit that I am here again, that I'm here saying exactly the same thing that I said then, trying to say it in today's language trying to hope that for your sakes you can see what we have to offer you for our father offers you life so he is out there man like yeah he's bananas. talking now and in and what is that i guess it would be the first person first of person. jesus jesus christ we we together like right it's very it's so manipulative it's strategic though he chose his words perfectly he knew what he was doing where it was like i i do think he believed he was something else i do i think he gen i don't think that's fake but i do think he also absolutely knew how he had to sell people on this where it was like you believe in god and you believe in jesus well guess what I'm Jesus. And no one can, you can't counteract that. Right. How, do you, how do you, how do you disprove him? Yeah, you can't. He's like, I'm Jesus. And everyone's like, well, maybe he is. I mean, maybe it's possible. And I think if you're, I don't want to say weak because I don't think it's a weakness, but I think if you're susceptible 
it's easy to buy into his crazy. Super easy. Not talking about human life. If planet is about to be recycled, and we see the planet as a stepping stone. Planet Earth, a stepping stone. That just as within a civilization, a civilization evolves upward, that each segment of civilization becomes more civilized, less barbaric in some ways. It's supposed to, not that it necessarily does. Sometimes it seems to appear to be more civilized when in fact it becomes more barbaric, more quick to condemn the rest of the world, more quick to be quick to kill the rest of the world that, that does not think as it thinks. Well, I know what I just said. I said that I am the return of the son of my father. He's like, he, he already knows. He's oh, like, yeah. yeah, I know what the fuck I just said, and I'm standing by it. Yeah, absolutely. No shame on that one. He was just like, yep, I'm going to stand by this. And that's that's just what a conman does, though. Absolutely. I mean, that's, the reality of it is that's what he is oh, at the 100%. end of the day. Oh, yeah. I am the return of Jesus Christ. I am my father's son. I thought something interesting in that too. He never says God. He says father, son. He like just alludes to that. He's God's son, but he doesn't come out and say God. Like that's an interesting, he lets you put that in there and give him that almost magicness, that almost like mysticism behind it. I'll tell you something that's even more remarkable. My father came with me this time. Came in the early seventies took on a human form, an adult human form, helped me get in an adult human form in the early 70s, and we together helped those who came with us that were also here 2,000 years ago get in the bodies that they were wearing so that they could rid themselves of human behavior, human activity, human thinking, so that they could be ready to move into the kingdom of heaven. Or the I mean, that is insane, right? He straight out says what he wants right there. We were like nailed it. Like it was about getting them to not be human anymore, to not think as individuals. And to the, to allude to the fact that, you know, God came mm -hmm. with him, you know what I mean? Meaning that, you know, his partner in crime, um, was oh, God, tea, yeah. right, right, yep. T and O, you know, so it's, it's definitely, I mean, I don't know what the fuck he's smoking, but I want some. I, it's insane. It is a whole level of insane. And I don't know, maybe I, I can't decide if I, I think he knew what, I do think he knew what he was doing. I think he did intend, he wanted that power trip to have that control on people, whether he I don't know if he necessarily understood that that's what he was doing, but that's what he was doing. He wanted power. He liked that. He liked being the the messiah. He liked everyone fawning over him. The alpha, the omega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The evolutionary level above human. These that are sitting before me have been students of T and O. T, my father, have been students of T and O are still students of T and O, even though T returned 
to the heavens in 1985. And T is my heavenly father, gave me birth into that kingdom before this civilization began. Now, I'm not here to sell you on that, or who I am, or who these are. I'm here to offer you, as these are, an opportunity to know the truth, so that if you can connect with it at any level, then you might survive the respading or the recycling that is about to occur. We made a tape just shortly ago, and in that tape, we said that there are three types of individuals that will survive the the kingdom of God. And that's, um, so the, what, where I found the video at on YouTube, uh, it's broken off into nine parts. Obviously we're not going to sit here and listen to all right. nine parts because that's just fucking crazy. I will link, <laughs> Uh, to all nine parts in the description below. But I mean, this guy is just on another level. He doesn't it, care if you believe him or not. He's going to continue to just whoever does believe him, that's who he wants. Yeah, 100 percent. It's weird because it almost seems like he's OK. A lot of times with cult leaders, it's about the numbers. Like I want a thousand people to be following me. I don't think he really cared. I, I think he wanted just a small group of people who really believed in him and he was okay right. with that. Like I a think devout he, follower type of yeah, situation. Yeah, he wanted more like more like that loyalty to the, to him. Uh, it's interesting though. Um do you think that he uh that he was I always thought that he was kind of the ringleader of this, but now in retrospect, I actually want to change my opinion on that. I think it was her. I think I think it was it a culmination of both. I think they kind of fed each other. Yeah. Um, I think with her passing away, it kind of gave him that angle of the narrative mm. to be able to say that she was, you know, the almighty and that she returned to heaven. So that right. way we could, you know, to drag, you know, when it was our time for us to go to. Right. So I think it was a kind of a culmination of both of them. Um, I don't necessarily think one person or the other because they everybody kind of turned to both of them. And yeah. I think it was that they kind of ying and yanged off yeah. of each other, even just in a in a bad sense, you know, yeah. being able to gain. Right. And so I don't know. I can't 100 percent. I mean, for certain, I just think that the narrative with a lot of cults change when their prophecies in quotations right. uh, don't come true when something as, you know, drastic as a cult leader dies and they're right. like, uh, yeah, so right. Uh, so I think they have to switch the narrative. And so I think yep. that's where it comes from saying that T O T is God now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's the moving the goalpost. The, the goalpost always moves and never is attainable, but that's how they, keep them on too because i feel like the the followers are like well if we just wait a little longer if we're just a little more patient we're gonna get it it's it's like waiting on christmas morning to open your presents right 100 percent. and it's just a i don't know man i just i couldn't imagine myself ever falling into something like that so it's hard for me to yeah fathom someone <laughs> doing it but at the same time when you're constantly looking for answers 
eventually you're going to find the solution. If you look hard right. enough for any solution, it's there, whether always it's be a good sign. or right, whether it's good or bad. Oh yeah, there's it's there's always going to be something you can find a meaning in and or attribute meaning to. It's it's crazy. I I'd like to think I, I, I've always thought I would not ever fall for a cult, but I feel like a lot of people would go in saying I would never fall to be fall for a cult and then find themselves in a cult. So I don't want to be like, I would never do it. I don't think I would, but I could see where it happens to people very easily. Right. Especially when you're, I mean, mental health definitely plays yeah. a lot into that. You know, if you're depressed or if you're feeling extremely lonely, um, yeah. you know, to where you don't have a lot of people in your life that are supportive or maybe you don't have a lot of people in your life that are interested in the same things as you are. And so it's easy to become susceptible to people of the same mindset. And if, even if it's positive or negative, if it reinforces your beliefs, then now you found your tribe. Oh, a hundred percent. This uh, it's such a valid point. And the other thing too with that is that I feel like with this cult specifically, they intentionally were trying to find people, and maybe this is all cults, um, that they were looking for people who were lost and people who were looking for something in their life that they didn't have, and that they were not finding among themselves, and that they were people who were probably social outcasts to begin with and didn't feel like they had a home. And this place appealed to them because it gave them a home. It gave them purpose. And I think they intentionally preyed on people like that. Right. And that's generalization of a cult is yeah. that it's a lot of the times it's not necessarily the outcasts, but it's the people that want to feel included, you know, that don't yeah. feel included that aren't necessarily an outcast, but they have just perceived themselves as an outcast. So they have, generally right. just been out there you know absolutely they've always been kind of wayward and lost and i think one of the things with this one too is is that you know we're coming off of the 1960s 1970s here and the world was changing they didn't have the ability to what's the word for it they they were coming into a world that technology was booming it was easy to bring into the this UFOlogy into it because that was a really big thing at this point in time. We started seeing that becoming a norm. We started seeing shows like Star Trek and Star Wars coming out, things that were appealing to that, let's go to the stars, that almost magical idea of like, hey, we're outside of ourselves. And you can't, I mean, there's some science to that. There's some basis. So then you can almost see where they were like taking that like, fascination of humans of human humanity in the stars and out you know that uh, what's the word for it metaphysical aspect of it of like are we just this insignificant flea on the you know in the cosmos of space or are we part of it are we you know are, are we bigger than that and I think that they knew how to sell that to people who were interested in that ideology to begin with anything that was kind of out like sci-fi I hate to say it like that but fiction that it was people who had those imaginations enough to believe. And that's, you know, I think that's why he ended up choosing the Hellbach Comet yep. as that, you know, sci-fi adventure type of thing to be able to, because I mean, at that point you're, you're, you know, you're, um, your listenership, not your listenership. That's not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> your congregation is thinning out because right. your prophecies aren't coming true because right. you're, you know, 
you had a, one of your leaders died and now here we are, you know, five years later, 10 years later, and mm -hmm. it's still nothing has happened. And so if he's that. like, right. So he's like, I think as soon as scientists figured out that hail bop was going to come, you know, extremely close to the earth and the earth's gravitate, uh, gravity, that he was like, that's it. Like, yeah. that's, that's what I'm going to use. Right. And I think too, one of the things I, I felt bad, I was reading this article um, the other night on this and I felt bad for the scientist who actually had discovered Hale-Bopp because like it's named for them. And now it has such a negative connotation for something that should have been beautiful and exciting and a huge space wonder. And now it's got like, you hear the name Hale-Bopp, you don't think of science. You don't think of this amazing discovery. Instead, you think of this awful event that happened. Right. And you that's it. Like you think of the, the, the mass suicide, you know, yeah. the, this, just this, this tragedy yeah. that so many people fell for, yeah. um, who just, you know, gave up everything. 38 people. And I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but that's a lot. That's 38 people who didn't need to die. Yeah. It's not like Jonestown numbers, but that's. And what about all the lives that were affected not just from the right. suicide, but outside all their family members their and friends and, you know, everybody outside. I mean, there were suicides after oh. the fact of from members who got out, who yeah. you know, had that guilt and, um, you know, so it's, it's one of those things that it didn't just stop at no. the, the mass suicide. And it's that, it's that selfishness of, you know, it's, we say mass suicide because it was, but I mean, the reality is, is would those people have committed suicide without right? I don't think the so. environment, you know no. what I mean? I think a lot of them wouldn't have. I, I genuinely do, especially after watching those exit interviews, because some of it, you almost see that if they hadn't gone down the path that they did, they may not have. They probably wouldn't have. It's not something unless you know most people have or you know if you have mental health issues that makes make you know that thought does happen and it's unfortunate but i think in this situation it's not so much a mental health issue as a programming issue these people were programmed to think that what they were doing was not suicide but becoming one with the next level and they were just trained and told over and over again that's what this was it wasn't this negative thing it wasn't this bad thing your family should be happy for you your people in your life should be celebrating this for you and if they don't they're selfish like it was this constant barrage of like making these people feel like the only choice they had was to do this well that's the difference between jonestown and heaven's gate right yeah. is that Jonestown, it was a revolutionary act. It was, mm -hmm. uh, you're not going to take us down. We're going to take ourselves down before right. you can. And Heaven's Gate, it was, you're, you're, it's so you can leave this earth, you know, and travel to the next dimension, not, you know, yeah. necessarily uh, uh, against the religion. End. Right. Yeah. For them, they had indoctrinated. And I, I'm sure that they kind of learned from Jonestown too and were like, don't do that because people will react. Where it was like, oh, let's just advance this. You know, oh, it's not really death. It's really this. But like. Well, I mean, it reminds me a lot of uh, like Fight Club, right? Uh, yeah. So like going through What's the progression it? of the movie, you know, you start, which by the way, I fucking, I love Fight Club. One of the best Amen. movies out there, right? But Great um, book too. 
Um, you know, but it's, it's, it's very much in the same kind of aspect. You, you start at the beginning and people are like, you know, looking side eyeing them. And by the end they're soldiers, you know, oh, and that's yeah. just the, it's the same mentality that, that they were able to, I, I like the word that you use program into these people to just say, okay, we're all the same. Right. I mean, we see it. I mean, I think as humans, we always want to belong. It's, we all do that behavior to some, a bit, some, some extent, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a gamer. I'm really into games. You could almost say that I've been indoctrinated into having a gamer lifestyle and this is what I do. And I'm really into it. It's taking that and then preying upon it and making it that it's your whole life. It's your whole identity. And it really is like, I mean, that's a psychological fuck up. Like that is a mind fuck and a half. It's like you said, in the beginning, you side eye that and you're like, that's crazy. And then by the end, you're like, yeah, I get it. I'm yeah. in. No, you and I are on the same level. I got this. We got this. this. Yeah. Right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be on the I'm gonna go on the comet and I'm gonna follow and I'm gonna be doing all this UFO stuff. And it's like, I'm gonna be one with the aliens. It's it sounds so crazy, but if you're in it, it doesn't. It, it's every day. That's all you've heard about. Right. And not only do you not even not even just being in it, but when you hear it every day, yeah. day in and day out about, you know, there being a higher being and, and an exit strategy and this is yeah. just a vehicle. I mean, you're bound to just Stop go along caring. with it. Yeah. Well, and that's even the way they call it, like these vehicles, these flesh vehicles, like they intentionally made these people stop thinking of themselves as people like they weren't people anymore they were just a thing a, a toy something to be used it was like vehicle you use it you throw it away when it gets worn down you get a new one that's intentionally what these these two did to these people they wanted them to think like hey you know what we're just getting you a new model you're, you're gonna get the brand spanking new one that's it you're gonna be ahead of the game you're gonna be the popular kid for having all of this that's what they did they fed more and more into that belief structure it's awful right so um we were there's there's definitely a ton of content out there in the stratosphere on heaven's gate for anybody who wants to check it out um i'll link to all nine parts of um doe's video which is the infamous video that they showed all over the news back in the mm -hmm. 90s when this mass suicide did happen uh, but there's also a video out there of the exit interviews from these people, and I would like to play a little bit of it. You would like to say, um, what would I like to say? Oh, goodness. Um, there's so much I want to say to you. Just about anything that would be of any significance to you um, is already on Heaven's Gate. I mean, this is kind of, in one sense, kind of silly. Um, I, I would really strongly recommend if you could find heaven's gate the book or the website you know, go there study it read it um it would do you a lot of good um maybe on a more personal note there's 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 a number of you out there that have, have probably been in contact with me personally a number of the classmates that you'll be seeing on this on this tape and uh remember how you felt when we were there remember you know what it was like to work with us and to be with us and you probably do better off trusting that rather than whatever information you run across on the TV. I'm sure there's going to be some stuff come out about this that um, can't give the perspective that you would have. So 
trust your own feeling rather than what you hear from someone else. I mean, that'd, that'd be my primary advice to give. And that's, you know, that's, yeah. that's that, 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 that's been ingrained into them. Yeah. Like I don't, don't listen to your own feelings and don't listen to what you think. Yeah. Just listen to what I'm saying. Absolutely. I, I know better than you do. Science doesn't matter. Facts don't matter. This is, this is more powerful than that. How do you, and you can't argue that. Right. And the, and I mean, they're very much a uniformed type of, yep. of people where they, they all have short hair and they're all wearing just basic plain clothes and, yep. you know, they're, they're smiling, but there's also that, mm -hmm. that hint of hesitation, like, fuck, are we doing this right thing right now? Yep. And you can just hear, you know, yeah. there's no individuality in his voice. He has no. very much been fed exactly what has been taught to him and he's ate it up for years yeah i think i think he had been in for something like 20 or 30 years yeah and he that's one one. he's one of the original members you know so it's just find it you know it's it's so i hate to say it because it's fucked up but it's fascinating yeah. to be able to see it you know yeah. to be able to hear it from these people because the reality is like you said earlier is that these people are gone now yeah they're not even here anymore and but yet you can see their yeah. final moments before of them just you know How being human. happy right yeah and it's crazy it's yeah you know it, i it hit me so hard because they're gone like you don't it, it it's like the one thing you're watching it and you're like these people took their own lives it's chilling and it's heartbreaking and the worst part is is that you realize that like at the end they like they lost they were so lost that's the word for it, it they're not bad people by any means like these are not bad people these are people who fell for something because they wanted to believe so badly and they were taken advantage of and they are truly, truly the victims of this, like truly the victims. And what happened to them is awful and should not have happened. It, it, you know, it's just so sad that they felt like they didn't have any other option, that they didn't have that one. They didn't listen to that one voice that was saying, maybe we shouldn't do this. But they didn't have that voice anymore. No, they didn't not. have that. You know that I'm sure there were the whispers, you know, just like a. uh mm -hmm. A dictatorship you know oh, sure. or a communist party or you know but it was crushed is, but it was crushed right and so then it was you know no you can't think that you know right and like, that social pressure to sweet. uniform with the group that you're in and if you have a an outlying thought then at that point you're you're an outsider yeah well and they'd built it into their their um theology too where it was like those are the, those are just the, the extra thoughts. They're not real thoughts. Those aren't the, that's not the truth. So even if you had those doubts, you were taught to dismiss those doubts. You didn't listen to your moral compass or your voice of reason that most of us have that, that voice that says, don't do this. This is bad. They, they didn't have the ability to give that voice power anymore. Like it, for them, it was like, oh, that's just, it's background noise. It's not what I want to hear. Well, Heaven's Gate is definitely one of those, I don't know, in my opinion, more disturbing cults that are out there. Yeah. Uh, they had, they were coming into, uh, you know, a technology revolution, really. I mean, 
that was when you know the internet was in its infancy and right and computers were were still not prevalent um so they definitely were i don't want to say this but i mean they kind of were leading leading yeah. the, the 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 pack you know pioneers of their generation i guess yeah and um and they used it to market they 100 percent I mean, but, I, but they probably had those people. They had, they probably uh, had those uh, admin. You know what I mean? Yep. The, the, the techies, the, the, the innovators who got it, and they were like, "Oh, if we do this, this is a skill I had from my my past life. I'll use it for this." So, with that, what are your final thoughts on this one? What are your your closing statements? I guess in the world that is Heaven's Gate it's a hard one because it's one of those things that, you know, I know it's been a long time and people kind of make jokes and like, you know, we all can look at it and say, Oh, well, they're crazy. I would say don't dismiss people who are struggling. And, you know, in this situation, it's a lesson learned that there are, you know, people can get lost so easily. Don't typecast them as something, try to just be there for them. And, you know, I, I don't know how to say that better. Like, this is one of those things where you see 38 souls who maybe just needed a friend. Like, I don't know how to say it better than that. Like, it's just, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's one of those things you wish didn't happen. Right. So my, my final thoughts on it is, is I think I don't, I don't necessarily think that we would have, I'm not saying it can't happen, but mm -hmm. I don't think we would have a, it's hard though, because I, I go back and forth on this point. Yeah. Like, I don't think we would have a cult nowadays like this or like Jonestown. Um, I don't think to this level no. Right. But at the same time though, the shitty part is, is that it is easier for them to get their point of view out and Social throw it media. out into the void and people listen. Like, I fucking hate every time I hear about it, but I fucking hate the Westboro Baptist church yep. because they're always being assholes. And that's, they're you know, yeah. it's, it's that, it's that, you know, can, is it a bigger cult? I mean, the reality of it is, is that there's a lot of different shit out there on the internet that you wouldn't have access to before. Yeah. There's people are weird. We are a weird race within the grand scheme of the universe we're very individualistic we want our individual individualism but at the same time we want to be a part of the group so Absolutely. you know if you have some weird outlying thoughts in today's a and a today in today's day and age you're able to find your those people you're not oh, yeah. such an outcast you're not out you know out there all by yourself but yet we still have people who are able to control narratives oh a hundred percent i mean we've we've seen it a lot in recent years that with social media which is a beautiful and wonderful thing where it can unite people it also has a dark side and this is that dark side where how do if you it's kind of the same thing you're able to tell somebody something over and over and over again you can target them with their data you can literally use their information, their everyday actions against them. 
And that is its own form of cult leader. It, it is. Right. It's, how many times it's, have you talked? And I know this has happened to yep. anybody who's listening to this. How many times have you talked about something or hell? It even seems like you thought about it. Didn't say yep. nothing out loud. And the next ad that you see is whatever the hell you were thinking yeah. about or and, talking about. Yeah. And we used to always say, um, you know, one of the things is the Amazon app where it follows you around the uh, targeted, uh, it's targeted ads. Those are intentionally set to convince you to buy that thing, to click on that item. Oh, don't forget this. That's the same thing that cult leaders do. Don't forget this. Here's this words over and over and over again. So I, I don't, I think we've learned, I would like to think we've learned that. I think that there's enough um, help out there for mental health it, or there's never enough of that, but I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. That I think that I agree. I don't think we, I would like to think that we're not going to see this level of the like mass suicide cults. I kind of think the era for that has probably come and gone. Um, hopefully, I guess is what I would hope. Um, I think there is enough like social awareness on suicide at this point that that's probably not the go-to, but I do think that the mass, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, dis disinformation campaigns are probably the the modern way of doing it. One hundred percent. So, Nat, thanks again for coming on to the jury room aftermath episode and discussing the Heaven's Gate with me. Why don't you plug your podcast, where they can find you at, and just yeah, it's all yours. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Um, as always, I always love coming and hanging out. Um, so yep, I'm not, you can, I am one half of crime time nerds and you can find us on Apple podcast and we are an unsolved true crime podcast. So come, uh, come give us a listen. We'd love to have you. Well, again, thanks for coming on to everybody else. Again, don't forget the announcements. We crossed over 27 thousand downloads and i could not be happier with where we're at with the podcast uh without you guys i'm nothing come say hi come let me know what you think don't forget to check out the show notes uh for all of the heaven's gates video that we discussed today it's definitely i mean i my closing thoughts is man just just be kind to one another, love each other for the weird quirkinesses that we are as people and just don't run a fucking cult. Stop it. If you're thinking about it, fucking stop it. Uh, there is no need for it and nobody's got time for that shit. So uh, with that, stay safe and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And remember, you never know what's lurking in the shadows, lingering around the corner, walking past your house at night. So watch out, stay safe, and keep listening. This has been The Jury Room. Have you ever wondered what shows are like in foreign countries, but the language barrier is what stopped you from giving them a chance? My name's Maggie, and I host the podcast, Have You Seen It?, where I talk about TV shows from countries all around the world. If you're like me, you spend more time on Netflix looking for something to watch than actually watching something. 
So if you don't want to spend time scrolling through Netflix or even Hulu, check out my podcast for some show suggestions. I talk about the plots, tell you who the cast is, what I liked and what I didn't like about the shows. And I also throw in some fun facts about each country, tell you where in the world the show takes place, how close they are to any other shows that I've already covered, mention any cultural differences or similarities that I noticed, and my favorite part are the words and phrases that I picked up while watching these shows. You can check out Have You Seen It on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and most other places you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at OfficialHYSI. That's O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L-H-Y-S-I. And make sure to like the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash OfficialHYSI. Let me help you find your new favorite show.